there, everybody in the JDI Connect community. Welcome to another episode of our podcast. These are our kids, which is difficult to say five times fast. So I'm just going to say it once. These are our kids, a podcast for JDI Connect. As always, I'm joined by my fabulous co-host, Javante. Hey, everybody. I'm excited for this episode. It's hard to know who to be more excited for. I think we're just equally excited for each guest that we have. I know, I know. It's really exciting because we have such great folks in our JDI community. So every time someone agrees to be a guest, we're like, oh, this is great. This is great. And so for this episode, we are here with Glenn Larson. We are so excited that Glenn has agreed to be on our podcast. And so welcome, Glenn. How are you? I am great. Thank you for having me. Um, so just saying hi to everyone in that I am from Racine, Wisconsin, and am the Youth Justice Super, uh, Supervisor here at Racine County and also the local JDA AI Coordinator. So all of you who don't know where Racine is, we're between like Milwaukee and Chicago, and you probably have a product in your house from Racine. I think almost everyone does. As Ooh. Johnson Wax is based here in Racine, so Pledge Off, Clorox, any type of cleaning product you probably have in your house or use to keep bugs away is made here in Racine. Wow. Well, you learn something new every day. I did not know that. And I'm sure Racine is contributing greatly to keeping my house uh, germ-free. And so thank you, Racine. I did not know that. I did not. I'm, I'm a secret um, cleaning product hoarder. So I'm also now very grateful for, for Racine, yeah. Wisconsin. So check the back and it'll say Racine. You're like, oh, that's where Racine I feel like I should say that we are not being sponsored by Johnson. <laughs> not being sponsored by them whatsoever. Good to know, though. I mean, when I think of racing Wisconsin and any place in Wisconsin, and particularly my friend here, Glenn Larson, I think of the Green Bay Packers, even though they may not be right in racing. They are Wisconsin-based. So I think of that. But now I'll have to think about cleaning products also. Cleaning products and things. And yeah, so. Well... Glenn, thank you again for being part of this today. And we're going to jump in and ask you some questions because we just are, can't wait to hear what you got to say. Okay. So the first thing, and you know, my, my, my puppy Tessie's in the background helping me with these questions. So I hope it's not too distracting at the moment, but that is what happens in podcast land. But 2020, a year for the books, right? We've got the pandemic, we've got racial reckoning, we've got an election that I don't even have a qualifying adjective for but in those times we also can learn they can teach us lessons what if you could say are lessons that you might have gleaned from 2020 ah what i have learned from 2020 is that everything can change instantaneously and that all sorts of different things can happen as a result of that so a lot of things that previously couldn't happen, I believe happened. So there was ways of looking at things differently and you know, foreseeing conversations that may have not happened before or things that happened previously saying, well, there's no way this could happen or that could happen. It's gonna take some sort of process. Happened very quickly, happened in a matter of hours, sometimes happened in a matter of weeks. Um, and we're able to you know, make those changes and that everything was was fine. So it kind of really, you know, pushed things out into the forefront and made change, you know, made change ha happen. So 
at the same time you were talking about it, you were actually doing it at that at that very same time. And that fluctuated throughout the entire year, week by week, hour by hour, depending on what was happening. Yeah, it was quite the example of you could you gotta pivot and you gotta be able to yes, pivot, yes, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I like that term pivot. I use change, but pivot's very good. Pivot's a good one. I think that was when I think of my lesson in, in 2020 that was resonated the biggest with me is is I was saying I had to learn how to be flexible because things change so fast, but I like pivot too. I had to learn how to pivot from from what I previously thought were the ways and the you know the rules of engagement to a whole different um a whole different outlook. So yeah, I think what you shared, Glenn, is kind of similar to a lot of the conversations we've heard people say about kind of what 2020 has yeah, I would say that it also opened up a lot of avenues for, you know, for say the people that we are working with or, or you know, that they could appear by different things by a phone or by a video and just, you know, made things easier where the set way of doing things, you know, had its own issues, but when it opened up all these other options, really, really changed things and hopefully those things can continue. Yeah, and speaking of hopefully those things can continue, that that pivots us right to our, our next question of, you know, 2020, like we said, was it, so many things happened in that year and we learned so many lessons and we're, you know, met with new challenges and new opportunities. And so when you're thinking ahead of, of 2021, we just want to know kind of what are you hopeful for? What are, what are some things that you're looking forward to, whether it's in your work or in your own life? Um, what do you want to see happen? Um, yeah, and what's giving you hope for this for this year ahead? I would say for this year, what I'd like you know to see is you know um, hope, calm, and health. Um, and I think you can really apply those three things to your life, and you can apply them to your work at that very same time. I think you know going from twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one, there's been those changes, and like. I think people were just looking for that calm where they could take a breath and they could relax or, you know, just kind of take in everything that, you know, that had, you know, happened and, um, you know, really have some, you know, hope for, you know, that change. And then, you know, one thing I'm really thinking of is everyone's health and where everyone is and with, you know, vaccines and COVID and where that goes and how it's, distributed and how, you know, that gets back to where everyone, you know, is wanting some sense of normalcy, but what does that new normal look, you know, look like, and hopefully it's, you know, with, with calm and hope. I really like that. I like that. Three words, hope, calm, and health. And boy, wouldn't that be nice if we could get some of that in 2021? I'm like, I wrote that down too, because I'm yeah. like, I'm going to keep that on the forefront of my mind. Yeah, it's, it, those all three are tied into kind of the, those big things that we saw happen in, in 2020 around the pandemic, around, you know, the racial uprisings that we saw um, around, you know, a crazy election and really wanting, seeing so much chaos and so much, you know, um, death and around COVID. And so wanting to have this year be kind of like, yeah, that flip side of, having some calm after the storm, seeing seeing some calm around the pandemic and around equity and around um, a new government, you know, a new um, new president and, and then having health, whether it's physical health or mental health, we saw 2020 kind of take a toll on folks. And so just hoping that 2021 gives us just greater health all around. Um, 
yeah i think those are those well, are all. like not to put any pressure on you shavante but like so you got me coining pivot in this podcast <laughs> you got glenn with something of course much more inspiring right. hope calm and health so not, you know no pressure shavante but you know yeah. as, as you know we continue through this you might be wanting to think about coining some kind of I, i'm gonna yeah. have to jump on the bandwagon now i gotta be a deep thinker beth thank you for the pressure oh no pressure the pressure that you yeah, just no pressure none it's okay none. I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave the jewels up to Glenn. I I I can opt out this this time. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot us to our next question because when I think of the word hope, it, it really does um, make me think about you know like we said what we saw in 2020 around you know all of the the protests and and the uprisings and the conversations that we've been having around equity and how to to get our communities and our country to a place of you know, everyone getting what they need and having having um, their rights respected and, and us just being able to exist in um, a respectful community of, of folks. So when we think about, we've had so many conversations around equity and um, not probably just in our work, but also in our, in our personal lives. And so we're just wondering, Glenn, if you, what your thoughts are in terms of how do we move um, this conversation around equity to action? What do you think, um, we need in terms of this work or just in terms in general to, you know, conversations are great. It's great that we're having a lot of conversations that we never had before, but how do we move that into actually seeing um, equity uh, actually happen in our, in our communities? Well, one of the things that I was thinking of is a lot, you know, most places or most people have done some type of action based on what's already happened, whether it's policies with uh, work, how you're looking at different situations and doing doing that. So I would think, so I look at 2020 was really an opportunity at that time to take some action. So if you look at people's, you know, you know, data, even our own data of who was coming into the detention center, who was going, going up, how we were able to dramatically drop those numbers, keep them down. And as they've gone up and, you know, and as They've gone up and down. They haven't gone back to the previous numbers. They haven't gone back to where that is. So you need to look look at what action did 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 we do during that time to do you know to lower those num you know, lower those numbers. Look at things differently, and then how do we put that into policy ongoing so that there isn't a discussion of okay that's over now, we'll go back to what we used to do. And so it's, you know, taking that and build and and building from that point as to where that is, you know, where that's going to be. And that you have all of that data that that you've used and what your experience is, you know, where you could say if we had less kids in, crime didn't go up, let's continue from this, you know, let's continue from this point. And you know, so you can really push back on, you know, systems or individuals who want to go back to the way things were. And it's like, well, we were able to make this this change. So I, I think it's prior to to this, I think people talked and talked and talked and talked and talked. And now that small action or whatever we have done has really changed and you know gone into you know place. So it's like you know really you know to say we aren't we aren't going going back. How do we can how do we continue going forward? 
And I think Wisconsin, right? It was um, regarding the racial protests that we had in 2020. I mean, Wisconsin was a, I mean, they were very prevalent in Wisconsin, weren't they? Yes. Yeah. Um, Racine did, you know, did have some, but I think we were kind of between the two, ma two major ones. So up in Milwaukee, you had, you know, marches and protests almost on a daily basis throughout the summer. And then towards the end of summer, you had the, the officer involved shooting in the city of Kenosha, which is just south of, you know, just south of Racine and what happened there. So we're kind of in the middle of, you know, both, both that, which is, which is still on, you know, which is still on, you know, which is still ongoing. I mean, people are, you know, you know, still, you know, looking for that, you know, looking to have those further discussions and what the action is going to be based on what's happened. And do you feel like there will be positive action? I I am hopeful. I am hopeful that that uh, that it, that it is. I think as that process goes, so I think when the community is you know hearing this officer won't be charged, that officer won't be you know charged. There is there there are lots of feelings and emotion from that from from that, and I do believe a lot of people are you know willing and able to have those con conversations and to see how things are going to change because I think what this has taught us is we have talked about it for such a long time people want action so if you're going to come out and just talk about it again they're not going to have much time for you I don't you know gonna be like you know what we have we've talked about this for you know ever here's what we want and how do we get to that point and really starting to have those talks about it because everyone seemed to be on board with with uh, that. So I think building on, you know, that saying, you know what, you put signs up, you, you marched, you said that you supported this. So now we're going to hold you to that and say, how are you going to work along with, with us? And how do we all go together on this journey to get towards equity for every, you know, and it's, yeah. you know, it reminds me, I, I'm, I'm a little bit of a history buff, right? And so a lot of the reading I do is in like from the 1960s. So certainly that was an era where there were a lot of um, protests, civil rights movement, right? Um, and the, the March on Washington, right? And I remember reading something about Kennedy, there was president at the time during the March on Washington and him, him or his administration having a conversation with Martin Luther King Jr. saying, listen, can't you guys just put this off a little bit? Can't you just wait? And just the conversation that Dr. King had with, and again, I can't remember if it was Kennedy or his administration. We've been patient enough. It's right. time to quit talking and it's time to do something. You know, you've never treated black Americans, right? And we're tired of waiting. Right. And so it just, I, 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 I feel that now in this current movement, right? Like enough of the talk. That's beautiful. You 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 say you support this. We we need to see something happening. Right, right. Where it kind of gets to it, you know, a uh, point where it's like, okay, that may make me uncomfortable. I'm not, you know, I'm not, you know, how do I talk about equity? How do I talk about race? You know, and some of the, you know, times I may be 
10 steps ahead of the other pers person in the way that I'm thinking or viewing things and like, you know, saying black and brown people can't say, don't treat me like I'm black or brown today. And so, you know, so I can deal with this on a different day, you know, it's, it's, you know, so I'm thinking part of, I think what other people felt throughout 2020 is what most black and brown people feel every single day, you know, so it's like, you know, let's talk about how that made you, you feel now think of that every day and maybe sometimes a little bit more difficult and let's use that to, you know, you know, change because no one wants to feel that way. So how do we all work together and change that? And I think some people were finally able to feel that. Mm -hmm. So once they feel that, it's like, I want, you know, I want to feel differently. I want to feel better. Well, how do, how do we do that together? So it, there was, a, I, you know, I, I, that's where it, it's like, you know, hope, calm and health, you know, it's like, you are feeling this and I want to be, you know, calm and like, how do we get to this, you know, point? And it's really, you know, it's, I think a lot of people could, you know, have empathy and say, now I know kind of what that feels like, or, you know, so. Yeah. And I think what you said too, Glenn, about just the accountability piece, I think that's such a big part. I, you know, we talk about how sometimes these conversations are uncomfortable and people don't know how to approach them. And we want to be making sure we're saying the right things. But one of the things we can do is whether it's with policies or whether it's with organizations or companies that have said this, we can all hold folks accountable. Like, hey, you said that this was important to you. How can we partner to make make that an action? And, and that's a step that if we all collectively do that in, in the spaces we occupy, we can really push um, some changes forward. So I think that piece is really important. It just We can all hold somebody accountable, whether that's in personal conversation, whether that's reminding organizations or government or policymakers how they stated that they would continue to make changes we can all use our voice and say hey okay that was great now how are you going to right yeah yeah that? yeah absolutely you know it's like everyone was making posts on social media about it they were putting out press releases about them like that information is there and say hey let's let's build on what you have already said you put it out there let's go from this you know go from this point and if they want to back out then you can have the same well tell me tell me about that tell me tell me more about that yeah i think i think we tend as a society right to think of accountability as like confrontation and accountability doesn't have to be confronted right it can be done with kindness it can right. be calling people in. It can be just saying, "Hey, Shavante, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really following that. Like, that's that's not me." Or Shavante, more often than not, it's not me. It's 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 me doing something stupid that Shavante is going to have to say, "Hey, Beth." <laughs> but you know, it's it's it, it's it's the accountability, but it it's kind. It's not confrontive, and I and mm -hmm. I just feel like we 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 put those two in the same box, and they shouldn't be. Right, where it's you know saying what what you said or what you wanted to see change is inspiring so how do we work together to go forward from this point or that was great that you know you came out in support of this tell me the changes you have made or what you have seen done and how you know how do we bring other people you know along how in and as Shivani said, how do we have those conversations? You know, how can, you know, people freely talk and, you know, say, I may not know everything, you know, or, you know, I may have said that or, you know, this, but you know what, it's, that's just how, I, so having those conversations where 
you know, you, we're like we're having now where you can, you know, say, wait, you know, can can I tell you a little bit more about this or the history behind this or or where that came 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 from? So you know where people are coming from. We should I Glenn, I think Siobhan and I could have this conversation all day long, right? But I'm gonna be held accountable to keeping us somewhat in a time frame. So I'm gonna pivot us, right? to our final question, right? Which is, we just would like to hear from, you know, we're just blessed with the guests that we have and people that are so passionate about the work and so much fun to talk to. You know, we really should, I think I'll speak, I think Siobhan, they'll be fine with me speaking for her, say how much we really do enjoy doing these podcasts. And so our final question for everybody is, is why? Why do you do what you do? What is your why? Well, I think I can start with, with, with that and that my why has changed throughout the years where it, it started out, you know, just learning, working in the system, learning what things were about, where was, where was my passion really going to be, where, where, where was that going to, you know, you know, start and um, I think, you know, um, what is my, you know, why I was inspired by several different people where it was like, you know, they saw things in me that I was capable of doing and bringing, you know, change and looking at things and how do we, you know, change the actual system so it's equitable for everyone and that we are reaching everyone and like, you know, getting kids and families to their highest potential that they, you know, can. So, at that point where like I, you know, I had these mentors or, you know, people who are, you know, like, I really, really, you know, I think you're, you're a great person who can do this. So they saw what my passion was and then helped me get to where I'm at with, you know, that. So, you know, my, you know, why is, is, you know, is to see kids and families succeed, you know, like, you know, every single, you know, kid, what can we do to divert them from the system? If they go into the system, how do we develop skills, develop assets and strengths? How do we leave them in a much better place than when we, when, when they, you know, came to us and all the things that I've learned along the, you know, that I've learned along the way, it's just kind of changed as, as things have gone. And I've learned different, you know, things I look back, 15 years ago on what I was doing and what I was thinking. And I look at my, oh my God, you know, and, but now I'm looking at, you know, it's like, okay, I had to do that to get to where I'm, you know, at to, you know, to really look at here's where, you know, here's where this, you know, you know, was, and, you know, it's, it's like, and if I could mention who these two mentors were, they, 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 they both had a role with how I got involved with um, the Annie Casey foundation and JDAI was, uh, Denny Etherton. He was one. He was the TA, and then um, a man by the name of Lindsey Draper, who worked for the state of Wisconsin, who worked very hard to bring JEDI back to the state of Wisconsin, where it hadn't, where it was. A certain city decided to build a new detention center. JDI walked walked away. He spent many years trying to bring them back, and so and he brought me along with you know with that, saying, you know what this is what I, you know, see in you. So I was, you know, very grateful to both of them and they're kind of my why and have pushed me to where I'm, you know, at, so. Yeah, I, I think it's cool to be able to frame your why with people too. 
you know, generally when we ask the question, there's no right answer, right? Everybody's wise, different, you know, it's not scripted anything, but really to kind of then pay homage to those that guide us along our journeys that help create our wise. And it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. It just speaks to the power of mentorship and, and how, you know, we're all connected to making our communities better and how someone can lead you to a path to discover your own passion. So that's really awesome, Glenn. That's... Yeah, it was, it was great. They're, they're both kind of retired now and not in the field, but it's, you know, it's, I always have them with, with me as I'm going forward with this and pushing reform and what can we do better for kids and families and what, you know, they're always with, so is everyone else, but they were the two main ones who saw me and was like, you know what? You can do this. <laughs> this yeah. kid's got something. You this know, kid's yeah. got something. We're you gonna. Know, back so it's like you know, made, you know, like made me see that and that I was capable of doing this. You know, so. Well, you've made our podcast better, Glenn, with you appearing today with us and recording this episode with us, and we can't thank you enough. Well, yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's quite the honor. I've never done a podcast before, so being yeah. asked. Just remember, if this is the first, share this, you know, so it's like, anytime you want me back, I'm willing to come back on. If this is the first of many and you become popular and famous and, you know, make all kind of podcast coin or whatever that would be called, (laughs) then you remember Shavante and I then. I would never forget either one. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening to another episode of our podcast. These are our kids, a podcast for JDI Connect. Thanks, Shavante. Yep, we're signing off. Thanks. All right. See you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye.